That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Here in LA, because there's free testing centers now, I've heard that it's like, you can go, you can schedule, but just be prepared to sit in some traffic. Like there's like two hour waits, basically. You get there and there's two mile long lines. So you're yeah. in your car the whole time. It's just a cheek swab. Nobody stabs your brain. That's nice. Here. And it's all, it's all uh, Sean Penn's company that's, that's, has set this up. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it turns out uh, I'm negative. So it's the only time I've been really sad <laughs> about not being having negative. A, yeah, about being negative. Um, to our listeners, I uh, found out that my doctor's office was offering antibody testing. And I had been around in mid-February around a big group of people that a few weeks later ended up being really, really sick. Uh, I didn't have symptoms. A lot of them all did. So I thought maybe I was a good candidate. So did the doctor and the test results came back negative and I'm sad. I wanted that. I wanted that Rona so I could maybe have some antibodies. Ooh, yeah. You wanted, you're like, I won't give him a plasma, bitch. It's totally. I, I mean that, especially because they're, they're finding that that can re- really help people with immune problems who mm-hmm. are not fighting it off. Like it can give them right. like the super boost. Right. People who are super sick. You're but, uh, basically like your your plasma, if you have the antibodies, is basically like the juice cleanse for the yes. super six. I'm just I'm just I'm just breaking it down for people who might not get what we're saying. You know you what I mean? Not totally get it. I just I also just want a little bit of my plasma floating around in someone else's body, and then they get like oh. these weird new ticks. Sort of no, like, no, exactly. That's totally fucking. I just was actually reading, uh, and then we'll introduce ourselves. But I learned this really interesting thing because I've been doing uh, uh, a like new modality training, and there's some Chinese medicine and acupressure uh, points, but specifically when people get platelet donation blood donation and they get someone else's blood you can like carry memories from that person into your body oh god it's so cool and weird and and yes when people get entire heart transplants their personalities have been known to change or turns out turns out i got the heart of a karen who would have known (laughs) no Oh my god. Well, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. Sadly, no coronavirus antibodies in the system. I'm still a virgin. <laughs> Are you like technically like a COVID, like a quarantine virgin too, in a way? Yes. This is like the only time in my life, Andrea, I'm being forced into celibacy. Yeah. I'm not learning anything. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, I was like, God, if we ever get sponsors or when we get sponsors, I was like, we probably should like, there's, there's some personal massager companies I would like to invest in us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) please something oh god yeah i mean i know you can order this stuff online i just haven't even i haven't crossed that bridge of loneliness yet where i'm like here we go ordering the the dingle dongles sure the dingle dongles 
hey man, I have I own a dingle dongle and I'm a I'm a married woman with a hot body next to me at mo- most days. I know. I I think I'm like so scared. Once I turn to the robots, I'll never go back. I think I'm blowing a fuse. Hey man, some people just choose to live in the matrix for a reason. You know, you got that Joey Pans <laughs> eating that delicious steak. It's better than that fucking. <laughs> oatmeal mush that they get in the real world am i right guys yeah whatever that is it looks like the paleo diet i don't know <laughs> just like paleo mush or like yeah. keto mush yeah it definitely comes out of a, a a line it's like a pipe it's fed in through a pipe as i recall you know what that's a great movie to be watching right about now just just to <laughs> i think kind of like get a get a clearer vision of what the future is going to look and feel like and maybe that could be like how restaurants are now just plug me in and serve me a steak yeah and that's liquid how we'll steak. make our money that's how liquid we're gonna steak. get the restaurant industry back on its feet i love this we are brainstorming priceless ideas <laughs> oh god headlines headlines it is just the wildest stuff happening out there uh we posted on instagram a few days ago a story that dropped on cnn and i'm sure is circulating as a feel-good moment you know which i at first was inclined to be like oh that's so great and then i was like wait a minute but uh basically a Restaurant opened its doors in Texas uh, for service in whatever version of the restaurant they had to reconfigure. Um, Basically, a fat cat person was like, all right, I can sit down in a restaurant again. And he ordered very fancy, uh, like, you know, $200 worth of dinner and then was like, charge everything again. Put everything on there again. You know, I don't want it. Just put it on there again. So this is what he did, right? And then, you know, one of the servers is like, uh, that usually looks like, you know, like I have to ask if I can double charge and let me clear it with the manager and blah, blah, blah. So basically he did something where he was like, I want my check to actually be $600, even though I don't want $600. Charge me double. Charge charge me double, even though I, I only ate for one person or whatever. And then he... <laughs> And he left a $1,300 tip with like, like some of this is for your staff and some of this is, you know, I know like the idea that a $1,300 tip sounds phenomenal, but I was struggling with the idea that it's like, where was this person, you know, if he cared so much about the restaurant and wanted it to do well, to me, it's this like privilege of like, yeah, I'll give you the money when I get what I need and what I want, when I can have my version of the experience. Sure. I mean, yeah, I think though, but I don't think that that guy... Maybe he did give money where this person did. I'm just saying, and I, I totally get where you're coming from. And I do think it's like, right. because, because basically what we're really getting to is that like restaurants shouldn't be fucking open for people that, to come in and sit down and eat at. Right. Well, and that's the point. Like, right. He's like, here's $1,300. Cause I really appreciate you guys risking your safety, which is like right there to me. But right. to me that's the disconnect of like, right. well then take this money and take this privilege and be a voice for restaurants. I mean, maybe this person has been but i think it's more about cnn immediately circulating like these feel good like see it's going to be great for the workers because money is more important than right. health and safety right i mean i have a friend who is working in omaha and went back to work and said he was actually he, he was actually really relieved and happy to be at work but no way does he condone restaurants being open does that make sense so yes. it is this really fucked up double-edged sword coming from patrons and and staff members and owners i really think it is because it's like people love their jobs people love owning their restaurants people love going out to eat and they want to help and if it's you know people going out to eat they're like well it's open and i'm told i should support them so here's what i'm doing and i'm gonna go even further to do it yeah it's fucked up because it shouldn't, none of this should be happening in the first place, you know? So the blame needs That's to go where, to what's happening you know. at the top. And then, well, well, you right. know. And I'm, I, I am not trying to make it about like whoever this person is, is like, what, what a flaming asshole. I think it's just, there's so much that, like we say, people in general who are served 
don't understand totally the nature we are like like it's like here little grubbies come on out i got some crispy hundreds totally for you, i you do know? think and absolutely i do think it's strange to be like charge me twice i do think that's strange but like i would also just or just like lay it out or just be like or tip that extra money on top of a tip and then just be like hey you know, is it, I don't know. It is weird. Or just leave cold, hard cash on the table. Just that's, leave. The, that's just it too, is that, you know, what one of our friends um, pointed out too, that it's like anything over a certain amount of money being added as a tip is looked at sometimes by Credit companies cards. as, yeah, like a mistake. Um, and they will maybe go back, dispute it. They might not even see it. So it's like, hey, right. if y'all are going to be overly nice to staff in restaurants right now cash cash cash, cash, cash baby cash for sure cash 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 can we jump into this other fucking headline we were going to talk about also yeah. in texas um so this one coming to you live from dallas right so there's companies that are putting their own like spin on your safety precautions as they reopen. So specifically, there are companies out there that saying like face masks aren't really like their brand. And they it's don't not, really want, it's, it's not it. like for us, which is fucking crazy. And they're like, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to work here. Oh, I don't understand how, but there are guidelines that are made. Right. So like, okay, so here's the thing, like, like, staying safe from a deadly pandemic isn't really our brand that's just kind of not what we do here it's like but you're not father's office who screams at you if you ask for ketchup right french fries that, i guarantee father's office is gonna play by the fucking rules also dude <laughs> it's you know and but for the for the uh for the listeners father's office is a delicious hamburger place here in la that it's just a known thing there's no ketchup fuck you it's zero substitutions elite. you get what you get and you'll fucking like it which is like now that's a restaurant should just be from now on anyway you're gonna go out to eat guess what no substitutions what i can't hear you i have a mask on my face i can't hear you <laughs> yeah even even though i know that all the new stuff i'm i'm sorry i can't it's not covering your ears what i yeah. huh sorry, i'm not allowed to be near you health sorry <laughs> so I, I and and this but this is above and beyond where it didn't name the restaurant. It said in Dallas. Right. And I want to do some research because I would like to start making some calls because this is the one that we should really be mad about this headline because this yeah. is just full on negligence. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. You're it's not allowed. Vanity. Like, right. That's what it is. You're not allowed to be outside like as a as just a citizen in most places without a mask, you're not allowed entry into businesses, um, post office, you name it. And then why? So this to me is like, okay, this is when you're talking about the dickhead shitty owners or managers coming back with a vengeance, doubling down on already being like, you know, just giant anuses and, and putting everyone's health it's like oh, i'm sorry are you taking anyone's temperature right. what is your I, of course they wouldn't be if they don't even well, i think do- they're what they're doing is they're taking temperature on like whether whether or not their servers look hot or not you know and <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you what in their eyes a, a, a face mask is a real boner shrinker i think is what they're saying Oh, it's, I know. I mean, Whereas in a- my world, it's like, things have never been more exciting. <laughs> What's under the mask? What's, What's under, under that mask? <laughs> but no, seriously. I mean, seriously. That is, it's fucking crazy. Plus, it's like, there's going to be, and there already is, think about how fun, much fun you as a restaurant could have with your specifically designed face masks that are like color coordinated with whatever you're wearing. You know, and that you can have fun slogans like it's like lean into it, wear them for solidarity, wear them for safety, for God's sake, because obviously people coming in to eat in a restaurant aren't wearing masks. You can't eat and drink. Yeah. So where's where's the barrier? You know, and when you do like the variable here is that the staff is the one who risks the most exposure with the turnover and 
you like it doesn't matter. You have to get close to people when yep. you put their food down. Absolutely. You have to. There's no it's, way. And there's no so way. I just it. don't get this. I'm it's fucking crazy. People are so stupid. Also, I was thinking the other day that we there should start being like new kitchen and like front of staff back of house or sorry, front of house, back of house, like mm-hmm. lingo, like baseball signals like secret signals that the staff has to be like, there's like, there's a Karen, I'm making a crude comment with my hand right now. Just everybody, there's a fucking Karen in there or whatever we say, or could be nice too. I just think we should come up with some fun new hand signals for restaurants to use since you can't use your mouth on the rugs. You have to like, just spread your fingers and do like Karen bangs. She's coming. She's coming. You're out. Are we talking even about like bringing in like a bunch of kids into a restaurant and letting them run around? Is that something that's happening right now? It's yes. Yes, of course, Andrea. Of course, because there are cities and states where nobody and from the top, you know, top down where they are from took it seriously to begin with, you know, so (sighs) it's a lot. It's a lot. And all these states uh, and cities are seeing their cases double. It's spiking. They haven't flattened their curve and yep. everyone is going out to eat. And it makes me scared for servers. All right, you guys. Well, it's time for some listeners. I'm going to have Andrea read some of the press release that Tyler gave us from his restaurant opportunity center for music city, which is Nashville. Um, But they put out a press release last Friday with their intentions and awareness they want to bring to governors, mayors um, with a program called safer at work. So Andrea is going to read a few finer points that we could all learn from. Way to go, Tyler. So, yeah. So, as Brooke was saying, um, this is what Tyler sent us. So, this is um, Rock ROC Music City. So, Restaurant Opportunity Centers United is what Rock stands for. Um, So, of the organization's recent formation and campaign launch, launch, co-founder and tenure veteran of the service industry, Hayden Smith, said the pandemic has exposed a lot of cracks in our system and people in situations working hourly and low-wage jobs are always the first to fall through them. So we realize the only way that we can be protected is through solidarity, solidarity and protecting each other. This is why we started our Safer at Work campaign to ensure workplaces are safe for all of us when we return, which is amazing. Like, yes, absolutely. Starting a movement, making sure everybody's aware of their rights, like everybody on the same page and demanding this. This is how change and movement start. Um, so in the lead up to the Mayday press conference, which is what we talked to Tyler about last week, um, ROC Music City has engaged with workers in a few ways in order to grow their base and learn from their members. So workers were surveyed regarding PPE, um, workers' compensation and continued unemployment in an effort to understand what they believe to be the most beneficial measures toward ensuring their safety when returning to work. Exactly, which is like, hey, since you're the person who's going to be doing this job, how about we get some input from you? Right. Novel idea, almost as novel as this coronavirus. Um, A petition to leverage the mayor and governor was circulated demanding that workers be allowed to remain on unemployment until public health officials and experts have deemed it safe to return to work, which is huge. That right there is the mic drop sentence because that's the part that everyone's being willfully ignorant toward. Mm -hmm. Um, And then towards this effort, ROC MC will be taking steps to remove restaurants from the phase one of reopening plans. They believe there's no way to properly ensure social distancing measures in full service setting, nor is there a set enforcement mechanism to ensure compliance with city guidelines, leaving restaurant employees at greater risk of contracting COVID-19. Yes, absolutely. 100%. We will, um, we will post this 
on our uh, Instagram for you guys to read. And just so if you're starting to collaborate with coworkers or starting Facebook meetup groups for improved um, working environments beyond COVID-19, because I feel like we should just start, like I said, start demanding more in general, because now's a chance to reshape and rephase this whole thing. But the most important thing is your safety at this moment. Yeah. So this is pretty badass. Totally. And while um, ROC MC Music City, which I think Rock Music City is like the funnest. Sorry. I find a lot of fun in that name. Um, it's way fun. Perfect, right? So this is a newer chapter that they have formed since all of this has started. But ROC in general, which is again, the Restaurant Opportunity Center United was formed in 2001 as a resource assist uh, for restaurant workers affected by 9-11. So, and right. how it affected restaurants then and has since continued in the spirit aiding restaurant workers in their fight to better the industry for all. So this is a great organization. And just another one to add on, just another drop in the fucking bucket of the, all the organizations trying to band together to help protect workers. Um, I honestly think rock like paired with one fair wage would be like, is like, it's like my dream mashup right now for everybody. (laughs) Well, good Lord. I certainly have enough hours in the day to, you know, to at least maybe connect some dots. Maybe we can be those people who knows Um, for right now though. First fair wages next, you know, I think it's all gonna coalesce yeah i mean exciting and fucking scary but it gives me the feels like even talking about this and like reading it is like giving me goosebumps so i i feel that it is my life's work being presented before me (laughs) to connect them through social media and walk away (laughs) i'll set up the meet cute and then there's like so many broken microphones in brooke's apartment right now she just keeps dropping them everywhere and brian's like brian's like don't break don't break another mic and so anyway (laughs) these are expensive um and everyone please you can go to roc-united.org to start learning more about restaurant opportunity centers and what you can do to um, begin a local chapter Oh, Andrea, um, you know what time it is. Oh, Brooke, could it be time for some server submitted? Server submitted stories? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. All right. So we are back at the unnamed 4 a.m. Chicago bar. And this is a daytime story, which I love. Okay, so she goes on. If there weren't any sports on, no one was in this bar before 2 a.m. unless they were lost. One weekend afternoon, a tall gentleman came in alone, hat pulled down low. The bartender thought he looked familiar, but he didn't want to be that guy, you know? He made friendly conversation, but mostly tried to leave the customer alone. He was the only customer in the bar for about two hours. As the night went on, people started to filter in. The bartender could sense the guy's unease with the growing crowd. When he closed his tab, he told him he was welcome to leave out the back door if he'd like, so as to avoid walking through the newly formed crowd. The customer nodded in appreciation and thanked him. Then the bartender couldn't help himself. As the customer stepped out, the bartender asked if the guy wouldn't mind doing one thing for him. The customer nodded and the bartender asked, will you say it just once? The guy grinned and said, yippee kaye, motherfucker, as he tipped his hat and walked away. Yep, yes. It was just as the bartender had suspected. It's Bruce Willis. It was Bruce Willis. I do like though that it's just like you just say it that that's the line and that he knows like that's fun. What what if what if he said like another line from a movie that he, where he's like I've been dead the whole time? He's yeah. like no not that one. What if, yeah, totally. What if he just did a monologue from Moonlighting? <laughs> I know I love Which it I come into. on oh what people, Bruce. What people actually don't know is that this 4am shithole bar that with amazing memories I a shithole maybe but that's what it's been painted it's as a shithole very, very divey um is actually the model uh that Bruce Willis then took to his celebrity business partners to form Planet Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> oh god I still I still have such fond memories of uh Slugfest I think 20 morning of 2017 when we watched Die Hard. Oh yeah. And ate your meatballs. Should we talk about, so Slugfest, if you guys want to know what Brooke's talking about is uh, there's a tradition at my house on New Year's day where we're 
very hungover. I make like two giant meals. Uh, we watch a lot of America's Funniest Home Videos and we usually watch a triple feature of some sort. And we and all most- lay down on mattresses and blankets and pillows all day. Yep, everyone like brings soft things. You you pull mattresses off beds and bring them out in the middle of the floor and you just lay in blankets and eat yeah, with each kinda, other. You kind of just fart in front of each other all day. <laughs> It's glorious. I love slugfest. Brian and I were just saying, we were just like, we're like, every day is kind of slugfest now, if you want it to be, but we haven't done one yet. Uh, yesterday was a slugfest. I I had a tough therapy session because um, I just, I, yesterday I shorted out. The whole, the, the this whole thing just, just, pandemic just flipped my the, switch the, the big time. The motherboard just went kazooie. It went kazooie. And I was like, Brooks? out of here and it was blanket time by like 2 p.m had a few drinks fell asleep for four hours i um, do love the like the visual of you being like brooks fucking out and you just like parachute into a like under a blanket <laughs> i just it was so sad like when the when it's just like bright and sunny you are just out and you're like goodbye i can't it's okay. I'm much better today. But uh, all right, you guys, uh, we love you. Send us stories. No one's doing that. Stories. Luckily, we have this huge epic story, which it's so weird how things are just falling into place. Like we needed all this content and yet, and here we are. But yes, like Brooke said, send us server submitted stories. All right, you guys, we are back with part two of our interview with Tom Sigsby chatting karaoke enjoy um so you know talking to tom about his bar and uh and that small business being in trouble he also he also owns another small business um which is a karaoke company (laughs) (laughs) and it's also in trouble what (laughs) yeah yeah you know this is like our first introduction to each other um me you and i i mean obviously we have sam that's how we know each other but i first knew you as a karaoke dj more than anything um and that's how brooke met you as well truth so it's yeah and i'm i'm so sorry that you met me uh as a karaoke customer it's not me at my best it's not me at my best i'm gonna be honest actually brooke and i like i think our friendship truly bonded we were truly bonded at, through karaoke mm-hmm. uh, back in Chicago in the day. Um, the, blue, the blue frog, the blue frog. Blue frog. Yeah, what, what was, was that? The, what was the shitty uh, Carol's, Carol's Pub? Oh, Carol's, Carol's? great. Hidden Cove mm-hmm. was awful. Friar. Oh, but we we yeah. loved the Hidden Cove. Her her oh, after her wedding after party was at the Hidden Cove. Yeah, I probably we, went we, there. You know, same as as the bar we currently own. I probably went there. 30 plus times before I figured out how it connected to anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and I actively listen, we, we don't even, all I can say is I would hang out there so much. I finally broke down and started eating food Ooh, from their kitchen. Oh, this like old, it tasted like old fryer grease for sure. I think no breaded mushrooms. Anyway, anywho's that's so that is like kind of on point. I love that. We're already going there to like our favorite karaoke bars. I'm like, why did we even go there? I mean, yeah. Yes, of course, I'm going to frequent a 4 a.m. seven-day-a-week karaoke bar in my 20s in Chicago. Yep. Of course I'm going to do that. To the point where, like, we would get there before it was the 2 a.m. crowd came in, right. and there'd be people who just got off their, like, shift at the hospital, like, singing in scrubs, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, if, if you're a karaoke fan um, and you like a karaoke bar, that's what I want to chat about, but... Tom, how did you get into having your own business doing karaoke? Well, so I had a stretch, uh, the aforementioned jobs of working in the casino and then at the little kid's clothing store. I didn't work for a really long time. And uh, my friends gave me a really hard time that like I was really doing a ton of research by singing a lot of karaoke and being friends with a lot of bar regulars. But as it turns out, that's exactly what I was doing. Um, so I, this is probably eight years ago, was just singing way too much. And one of the hosts uh, needed a cover once. And so I popped in and then that turned into a recurring gig. I got another job for the person that I that I worked for, worked a little bit and, and kind of felt that I was putting more into it than I was getting back. So I made an offer to to buy the person out. We ended up having like a mostly amicable amicable split um of our companies i took one of the venues with me 
Um, so basically, I owned all the songs, I owned all the equipment, I'd go into the place and would set it up once a week. Then that would turn into private gigs that eventually turned into a second gig, which turned into a third gig, which turned into a second set of gear, which turned into now right before closures, we had seven weekly nights that we were doing. Wow. Um, I know, you know, we, Andrea and I were absolutely gunning to, you know, host one of those nights for yeah, you yeah. Yeah. at some point. And th- there, there still could be a future gig once uh, everyone stocks up in um, mic- microphone condoms, which we're <laughs> definitely going to have to also develop. Like, let's just get the jump on that. That's been my, my post. Ryan's condoms could fit over a microphone. I'm just going to say that. Right <laughs> that's, that's like, that's like a Jeff Epstein penis or no, is that a Harvey Weinstein? Like there, it was described as egg shape. The, the chodiest, anyways, the chodiest of the all chodiest of chodes. Yeah. Burn, be good. Burn. Sorry. That was a backfired joke on my part. It was, you shouldn't have said that. I love my penis. So I want to kind of hear, uh, so many people don't know what, what is like the cost to own the equipment in terms yeah. of downloads and rights for songs, even though you're just doing it in public, like what does it cost or is it just um, like sweat equity to, to get a really big song book? How does that go? So no, it's actually a ton of upfront. So anyone that's wanting to do this from scratch, um, which one of my former employees did, and I've also uh, given some advice to people that live in, in other states, because I don't want to just like groom competitors. Um, but uh, is I suggest to them to either purchase like these large sets. There's some companies that sell like multiple discs or whatever you can license their catalog. Or there's a couple streaming services that have a ton of sites and you just pay like a recurring monthly fee. Mm-hmm. I, I would never do that because I've already got this large catalog. But um, the amount that I paid for the initial was large. But then we've just kind of shot little little um little purchases every week. I think it's a really nice thing for me. I'm, I'm 39. I don't listen to top 40. I don't really know any new music unless it like hits me in the head. Um, and so that's something that's really nice with our weekly recurring gigs and at the variety, variety of places we do them is our clientele is all over the place. You know, some, some musical theater people, some educators, some people that just love new music and so they're always asking for new stuff and that's what keeps it fresh but it's nice because i'm spending like two to three dollars a song probably 10 songs a week and that's you know totally manageable and then eventually you get to the point where like my catalog's almost ten thousand unique songs now wow Uh, i will say i'm so impressed by the amount of songs that you have oh thank you i appreciate that um but you know, where someone to outright purchase that, you're talking a minimum of twenty to thirty k. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I would never recommend to anyone to do that. But that is something too that's uh, a constant source of disappointment. But at the same time, is why I'm still in business. Is people wanting to play YouTube or bring me their own tracks and that kind of stuff? I have to legally purchase everything. Right. Um, so, so as far as even like producing my own, making my own, that kind of stuff. Um, not not fully legal if I wanted to eventually down the line have a studio and talk to my friends that work at publishing and licensing that kind of stuff and actually pay the artists great you know great. Um, but yeah I'm not just gonna rip something and, and take the vocals out and slap some lyrics up there it's uh it's not legal to do that it's not legal to pirate any music um ever kids well, ever well and, well I mean and, and on a practical level friends of mine that are karaoke company owners or hosts have gotten sued by companies or company called sound choice that stopped mm. producing music years ago, but they were always the best and right. all of, all of their music got pirated. They eventually stopped producing new music um, and ended up just pursuing litigation against these people. So one of, one of my friends got sued for $2 million settled for like 40 grand or something like that. Dude, karaoke, the karaoke uh, company owner, <laughs> business model is a lot racier than you think it would be yeah well they i mean and even beyond that they um they would definitely send out agents that's how they would figure out um like plants yeah so there's there's a couple of tracks that over the years i've got a running list of songs that i'm unable to purchase um and sometimes they're like like every single ludicrous song except for fantasy is available for karaoke so like, but sometimes they're only available through that company. And I would have some nights that people would come out and ask for like three songs, all of which were only produced by that company. And then they wouldn't pick another song and they would leave. 
That's so funny. I love the idea that you like you're in on it with like you like you and like your server, your bartender have a code. Like it's like obvious that there's like, <laughs> karaoke like yeah. agent in the crowd and like they're not drinking. Um. So okay. So you basically went from like a regular to like doing like DJing and like already had this huge love of karaoke. Yeah. So like, do you think? I mean, and you still every what's your D, what's your karaoke DJ name? Please Tommy, tell me again. Tommy Two Shoes. Tommy Two Shoes. Yeah. I mean, whenever I see you at Ye Rustic, which is where Brooke and I frequent, uh, which is your night, your karaoke night, um, to DJ, you're always in the best mood. How long have you been doing it there at Ye Rustic? Uh, eight, eight years there, um, six years as Hi Ho Karaoke. So. Wow. 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 So Ye Rustic is a is a great little dive bar. It is super eclectic, but it's also kind of a sports bar. And it's also, it's in Los Feliz, which is like, it's a it's a grab bag of people that live in Los yep, Feliz, yep, yep. you could certainly say. Um, what's the feel like there? And what's it like to be a karaoke DJ in a weird dive bar when you have all <laughs> sorts of people coming at you from all angles? I, I'll give you a great example of what it's like to be before I answer the other ones. Um, I don't know if y'all remember a couple of years ago, uh, someone posted, there was some like on, ongoing thing online where it was like, hey, by the way, on Facebook, you've got a folder in your inbox that is messages that, that you need to approve to come to you. I don't remember that. That was, well, that, yeah, that it was, was my. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was basically these messages I was like, hey, uh, Andrea, I want to send you this message, but I don't know any of your friends. So it went to the certain folder. And then you would have to look at that folder and approve that message to come to you. Sure. And, and, and so a lot of people went in there and saw that, you know, it was either like their unrequited crush was like sending them a message. But in my case, it was a bunch of messages from TMZ and a bunch of other companies trying to pay me a ton of money because Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart were at my karaoke several nights, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like that kind of crap. So, you know, ton of celebrities that come through that are just trying at that place to not be noticed by anyone and to drink, you know, cheap Jameson, eat some wings and sing and, and sing a song by wings, you know, <laughs> like, um, so it's got that vibe, but it's also, uh, I've got so much affinity for this place. It just smells fried, but it's comfortable. I, uh, as a fact, got on my knee and proposed to my wife there. Uh, (laughs) She she had to uh, coerce me to get on my knee in that filthy, filthy place because I probably had to throw those pants away. But yeah, we, um, I was hosting on a Tuesday night. We were talking about someone that had just gotten engaged and she said, when are we going to do that? And I said, what, get married? And she said, yeah. And I told her, I'm not working on Thursday, which was true. I was working at Mohawk Bend uh, on Wednesday night and Friday night. And that was it. And uh, she said, oh, you can't propose to me without getting on your knee. So I had to kneel on the floor of you rested. And you guys got married two days later? Yep, in Vegas. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say that is is like my dream (laughs) proposal. Uh, I'm very jealous. Your wife is so lucky. Um, that is just cause it's like, there are these like red vinyl half moon booths, mm-hmm. which is one side of ye rustic and a- Andrea and I always try and get the one closest to you. Unfortunately, um, whenever we're there, cause I, I like to sit on top of the booth booth, usually after my fourth, uh, really stiff bourbon drink, I'm up there. I yeah. start to climb. The climbing yeah. begins. You have to be first in line for like all the row of high fives that happen for this, whoever's right. just exactly. like kill the song basically. Yeah. Exactly. Because you run a karaoke room that's supportive where I feel like you okay. have really great, uh, regulars who get hyped. And that's my favorite kind of karaoke is when you're like being a hype person for the person on stage. Um, and there's like only one person who I just kind of traditionally have had funny drunk, you know, beef with, but, um, it's not even real. You know, I just think he's caught me making fun of him behind his back a few times. Um, because if the attention's not on me, uh, (laughs) even though he's, uh, yeah the, the alcohol I mean, and attention and karaoke like it karaoke turns, is a very ego driven sport i think is first and form like it, yeah, or it's it, an escapism for to be somewhere else that you want to be you know but 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 you know to to your comment on the supportive i mean that's that's a huge focus for us uh for for me and then for any of my hosts that i hire i mean you you 
get what you give out as far as you know singers go so if you're literally up there and you get nothing back and then someone that's not paying attention not clapping or giving you shit comes up to sing a song like you know that that's not a way to get this to get a night really grooving or fun for anyone so so i always encourage it no matter what it's like even if you're having a conversation great but like you're in this room for karaoke you haven't left yet you haven't moved elsewhere so like be supportive clap for each other who cares if they can't sing who cares if they can't dance that's not the point of any of it absolutely <laughs> Coming from a bartender server perspective, yeah. I personally have never been a server or a bartender at a place that's had karaoke. You haven't? I haven't. That's I never lunacy. Have. I know. I know. That, yeah, I, I was gonna say it was it was a huge mistake on this bar's part uh, in Bushwick, Brooklyn, a long time yeah. ago. But I took a job. Um, it was a very short-lived career where I was gonna run like their Thursday night karaoke. I was just like yes they had um just a hundred dollars cash for me that they paid me out of the drawer as much as i wanted to drink and i got to run karaoke um big mistake uh, <laughs> letting me <laughs> be in charge uh also they had these like hanging rattan like those cocoon chairs you know what i'm saying yeah. that kind of like spin and so like when it wasn't my turn i'd just keep drinking and crawl into <laughs> one of those cocoon chairs but with my mic live and i as i'd be like spinning around just also Whoa. sort of singing with them even though i wasn't invited because they were wireless mics and i would love I if mean, it was wired and you're just like spinning 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 and and the clientele was just like it's girl <laughs> no yeah. bitch we gonna cut you do not interrupt you know like that and i was just like what i used to do karaoke killed the cat and everyone sings together and it's so fun and they were all like it is my time to shine and like everyone flipping out and i was let go after three shifts yeah i mean if you guys are getting and if you know if you're getting your karaoke feels on right now i think that there's all the, there's kind of a lot of unwritten rules when it comes to karaoke you know i, I wasn't or, or, reading the room or sometimes I wasn't reading actually room. written <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm in like, I mean, so that's kind of like my my late night kids have just fallen asleep. I'm reading like karaoke forums. <laughs> like that's that's my go to my deep, my deep dives. But yeah, we've got I mean, karaoke reddits. Yeah, there's actually there's a, 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 a gentleman named Matthew Givens who runs a really big like LA karaoke association page. He also does one for the Inland Empire. He's I, I mentioned his name just because he's like, thanklessly given a lot of work to like building this community um in, in southern california for karaoke so big ups to him but like it's really nice to have other kjs and super big enthusiasts like just nerd out with each other and like you know memes that only uh, our small group of people would understand <laughs> oh, no. uh, i would i would get it like yeah, i fully yeah. understand who i am yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like as a customer I get it. I fall into certain categories that you guys probably gloriously, you know, you have us all, um, you know, you have character types for all of us. Oh, yeah. We are all stereotypes of different horrible factions of humanity. And but okay. re revisiting the being a bartender or a server during a karaoke night, can we applaud these humans, first of all? Oh, yeah, um, of course. For putting up with, you know, not always the best singing. Um, people who sit, you don't get much turnover on a karaoke night. You get you get water and tea drinkers too. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Yeah, we, I mean, I've got I've got one at New Rustic that's been a regular for a good three four years, and she does not drink. She does She's not. Like, she does, hopefully she, she tipped well. She does not order food. She does mm -hmm. not drink, and she does not tip. She does not do anything. So, uh, is it but lady? is it the miser lady that sings like Okay, I am not. He's not. I know, but I was just going to say it's the Led Zeppelin lady. Anyways, you don't Led have Zeppelin. to disclose. She's dope. Anyway, that's you know, in some you know, we're we're someone that was not supportive or that was not getting other people mm -hmm. to get in there and and feel comfortable doing it. Then then of course there's no merit and you gotta go but um i've been on both sides of it I've, I've i've bartended at places that have karaoke i've obviously hosted multiple times i've also done both at the same time um which, which yeah. is really fun that's some, hidden, that's some hidden cove shit right there um mm -hmm. my one of my uh longtime friends and 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 uh karaoke cohorts the swedish thing um he and i 
co-bartended and hosted at the same time, um, which is great and can only be done with people that know the songs really well because you're in the middle of shaking something yeah. and, and you know that the outro for this song is 25 seconds and you've got this much time to rinse this out, open the dishwasher, go over here, place this drink down and then say, and that was, you know. <laughs> and then at the same time, you have to have like, like songs on deck in your brain oh, yeah. already. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Now, if you already, you know, we've already talked so much about like having to be the biggest multitasker in the world to be a bartender, be a server. Yeah. But yeah, add karaoke DJ on top of it. I fucking take that challenge. I would take that. I got, I mean, this is probably like the most, like if I were able to calculate it down to the tips per minute, I got tipped the most ever by placing the, the microphone I was singing out of into my shirt while with two hands opening two different taps into two two different beers, pouring them and then delivering while them. While singing? So, yeah. Tom, that this, is, this is why you're a legend. <laughs> so happy. Tommy Two Shoes. Well, this is all you can do when you've got like a fully unsexy body. This is like how you make money. <laughs> so it's like, I'm good with it. You got to use the girls, you know? <laughs> that was impressive. Uh, so, and just so you guys know, if you didn't already, you can you can tip your karaoke DJ and you should mm-hmm. tip your karaoke DJ. You know what made the the absolute difference was uh, not being a Luddite. Uh, as soon as I was like, I accept tips via Venmo, I started making three times more. Wow. You, you get all the people that you thought were totally bullshitting you and always said, I don't have cash, I'll get you next time. That would be like, here's for the last eight months. Totally. 100 bucks, so thank smart. you. I and feel it's like, like oh, it's hard it. to be like, load up at the beginning of the month and then mm-hmm. like, these are this is my all apologies like tip right money for them i also don't i also don't expect i mean like like you're saying even in bushwick like years ago you you were making probably 25 bucks an hour and free mm-hmm. drinks to do mm-hmm. something really fun like i don't even really care if you tip me but yeah. like but i think too though you know it's like you it. are you are at a job and and i am so fine with like you know you, uh, you have like the little um right you have like a little tip jar like you know you yeah. come up throw yeah. something in there like you should absolutely have a tip jar yeah. it's also a nice reminder like but you fun. also have that great like boss like manager mentality but because you own a business and you have other employees and like yeah. you want them to get tipped and you want them to, you know. Oh, I'm, I'll always be the one to shout out other people. Prior, you know, like, you know, especially if I'm bartending at, say, I mean, if I'm hosting at E-Rustic, I mean, I'm every, like, clockwork, every 20 minutes, I'm saying, make sure you're tipping by name your servers, this person, this person, this person, mm-hmm. with always. something with something unique to say about it so that people are actually paying attention to what you're saying. You know, like, and and I would never in my life say, and you must tip me, <laughs> you know, like nah. if, if I've hosted for like three, four hours and I got a dollar in there, I might say, and if you got anything left, but you know, like the whole point is to make sure you're taking care of your service staff because they're taking care of you all night. And I think that if people are hearing you do that, they appreciate your graciousness and they'll throw some money your way too. Absolutely. And I think too, so do you have a good working relationship? Cause, cause the, the staff at Ye Rustic on Tuesdays is typically, you know, for any months months long stretches it's i've seen the same faces behind the bar the service staff is a rotating clown car um yeah yeah <laughs> and i'll learn their name if they've been there for three weeks because otherwise sure it's someone i've never seen before but outside of their um friday saturday night like bar back bartender guy rick the super tall dude i'm their longest tenured employee which is hilarious to wow me. Yeah. wow and so I get thanked with things like uh, this past year when I said uh, in May, I said, here's your invoice. It's been eight years that I've been here. I'd love to do some kind of party, um, you know, to commemorate. What are you thinking? And then just never got a reply. <laughs> yeah. What I think is fun is that like um, people always have their favorite karaoke spots, but then it's like you have your second place and your third place, you sure. know, if, if you're a fan, which is, is always really fun. You know, I swear to God, there must've been weeks when I was really, really deep in a K hole. I'll say that uh, where I would, I would go karaoke up. To is, that, like, is that karaoke in, in, Kore- yeah. in Koreatown? So it's uh, like oh. the, the double, K, the double K hole. 
I thought a K-hole is just like what you're in when you do ketamine, right? That's what that's, but yes. Karaoke, ketamine, Koreatown. Koreatown. Yeah. You're just deep, you're deep, deep in the underbelly <laughs> of Koreatown doing karaoke. I mean, that's a whole, I mean, Koreatown karaoke or anywhere where you have a high Asian population. Sure. Whether it be Korean, Japanese, like Chinese. Fil- Filipino. Like Taiwanese, yeah, Filipinos, like karaoke is insane in that part of the world. I encourage you to look up two articles, um, Wikipedia. Uh, one is just look up Hiro Kara, H-I-R-O-K-A-R-A, okay. which is which is um, single person karaoke. Um, there's a big, there's a big fad, uh, and, and, uh, uh, Japan specifically, there's a lot of rooms for just one person to go in and do marathon sessions. The <laughs> other one to, the other one to, the, the other one to immediately look up is, uh, is also something I show to someone every time after they have sung My Way by Frank Sinatra, look up My Way Killings. <laughs> it's it's four murders related to the singing of the song my way at <laughs> at, at karaoke <laughs> wow um, i might i might also pass this tip on to my favorite murder <laughs> <laughs> i do like i do love a, a single serving size karaoke room yeah for yeah, <laughs> yeah well so so the eventual goal like we we've got this this company hi-ho karaoke that is focused on the east side of la and we've got these recurring bar gigs, which which are awesome because of you know the recidivism of of having these, but also it's a great way to keep the business expanding. It's basically like getting paid to advertise. So mm-hmm. whether that's to get a new night or whether that's to do a private party, wedding, whatever it is, um, it's awesome. But there is an eventual goal in sight with all of this, and that is kind of a combo of like what you were talking about in Koreatown and the obsession in some of those rooms, private rooms, that kind of stuff is to do a place in LA called the house of Hi-Ho. So the idea would be you have a couple of booths where people can do their private karaoke. You have a small room where you can get five people in there. You've got a medium sized room with 15 people. You've got a large room with 25 people. You then also have a large bar. You have a stage with live band karaoke. You can also do normal karaoke whenever you want to. And then also you have a recording studio where the live band also records tracks for you and you license them and then you can sell those online so you can get some of these deeper indie cuts or these tracks that have kind of fallen through the cracks over the years, like Weezer's El Scorcho or uh, My Name is Jonas, Why Aren't Those Produced? You know, tracks like that. Um, and, And other KJs, you know, I sound weird by specifically naming those, but other KJs will be like, oh yeah, that's a track I've been looking for for years. Um, you know, and when you're not using it for that, you can just use it as a normal recording studio. So this is like the eventual goal that I'm. Gonna... I have te- I have tears in my goddamn eyes. <laughs> of yours. So uh, now, I- so now, just tell All Star Lands and Eagle Rock that they should sell the place to me. Yeah, okay, all right. Because I saw, I was like, what is he up to? Oh, man, I want it. Um, I mean, God, that could be like what? That's like the. That's like the best Chuck E. Cheese ever. Right. And where are you going to do it? You're going to do it in like Nashville or in Austin or in LA. I mean, it's got to be one of those like music destination cities where like, you know, if you were visiting from the Midwest to LA, you're going to do like the Walk of Fame and then you're going to go to the House of Hi-Ho because you got to do this this song that, you know, oh my God, they got this like sunny day real estate karaoke track that I've been wanting to do for my whole life. That's and incredible. Get, you know, like that <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know... I swear to God, if I'm not putting any more positive energy, and obviously we'll, we will reopen, and yeah. it's going to yeah. take time. This this dream will become a reality. Like, oh, it, I, mean, I mean, it will. Like, I'm already, you know, like you, between the bar and between the connections I've made in that industry and in that world, and the people I know that, whether they're lawyers, whether they're bar owners, that kind of stuff. You know, this is my life now but then also very much karaoke thing and i'd mentioned that gentleman earlier uh, matthew gibbons and how he's kind of done well for like the altruism of the karaoke scene i've tried to do the same thing at least on the east side we've done a couple you guys know about the the east side karaoke collaborations please stop believing is the yeah name. yes you know but like the idea would be to get all of these other people that own all these companies to bring their best regulars you know it's, it's this this city and i feel the same way with the bars this city is so big that even if my karaoke place is a half mile away from your karaoke place. 
there are so many people in that half mile that we don't have to compete. And it's, and it's so much more fun if we don't. Absolutely. The more the fucking merrier to yeah. sing your heart out. Yeah. I just want to see this business happen. I want to see Brian Lucas like running around like a weird sound engineer there for you. I want to see, <laughs> Hell yeah. I want, I want Brooke and I to do shows there. Yep. I want us to be a part of your dream. Yep. Or I mean, and so many other people like, and there's a, there's a lot of like already great uh, live band karaoke happening. Um, I love live band karaoke yeah. so much, like in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. um, which is radio really good. Yeah. Lincoln's also a huge college town. Um, I don't know if they still play, but Duffy's was it at Duffy's this great bar in like downtown. They had a live karaoke band called shit hook nice. was the name of the band. <laughs> and I mean, amazing. It was, I, and like, if you were good and you could sing, the band would be like, yeah. And they'd be like, stay up here and do another one. Do another one. Like, What's and then it? they would pick what you sang and you'd fucking crush that too. Those memories are incredible. We get, me. we get spoiled here too, specifically in Los Angeles and, and the other music, music cities I mentioned as well. Cause you've got these guys that are, you know, probably session players that mm -hmm. then are just like, oh, by the way, I also played bass on a, on a live band karaoke. And so you end up getting these like super great performative, outstanding sounding groups. Can I give a shout out to uh, Graham and Casual Encounters? Mm -hmm. uh, Casual Encounters karaoke. They've got like four different bands. They do live band. Their catalog's huge. And they also like queue it up with the lyric screen and they have a pedal uh, that one of the band members is playing. So even if you mess up a lyric and have to start, you don't have to like skip over it. They'll just wait for you until you're ready and the lyrics sync for whenever you're ready to go. It's it's so cool. Ooh, yeah. That's really smart. Yeah, because I mean, aside us like our good friend, Julian Villard, who's a, a piano karaoke, yeah. you know, Sid Gold's request room, all that stuff like that he's he's the only performative um, guest we've had in the service industry. And I mean, that's a whole other beast is you get every Broadway nerd showing up with sheet music, which thank God you don't have to deal with someone showing up with sheet music <laughs> for you to play on the piano, but. No, they'll, they'll, they'll show up with their own tracks though sometimes. I know. We had a little thing at, at, at the bar when I was just managing it before we owned it. Um, that was uh, a rotating piano player that would do dueling pianos and then a nice. drummer to accompany them too so like they're literally just taking requests all night and like jamming on it and grooving on it and like the encyclopedic knowledge of these people and like you know and and to just shift seamlessly from this song because it happened to end with a g into this one because it begins with, yeah it's just like it's I know, incredible it, it's really it's really so fun it's such a privilege to be yeah, I, I, I feel very lucky to know you, to be yeah. in your little crew. Um, clearly I'm a like I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm a nut. I'm a fucking nut about uh, karaoke. Like it's all of my dreams that didn't come true can be played out in a bar. I mean, and not only that, just as you know, having your own karaoke DJ business, being a bar manager, being like a bartender for so long, and now like owning your own bar and wanting to bring in um karaoke amazing djs like the permanent record psychedelic night guys are insane you know live music comedy for you to like constantly be taking your venue and like elevating the experience that people have at your business is i love it so much it's, You're it's, cura it's curation and it's awesome i love yeah. i love being able to do that i mean there's, yeah. there's there's no reason to live in a city this awful for as long as you do if I'm, if, if it's not to like collect awesome people you yeah. know, like, I mean, I, I truly, I truly never pined more to be out and doing karaoke and having fun at a bar than I like have during oh, yeah. this whole time than like yeah. this very moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so that's another like one of the deep dives on on those forums, like karaoke forums and that kind of stuff. It's us all just saying, you know, like we know this is coming back, but this is do, yeah, this is the last thing that comes back. Everybody knows that singing on Zoom is the worst idea ever. With Bolta Bar and obviously with karaoke too, I, I never feel comfortable say, putting a GoFundMe or anything like that out there because these are for-profit businesses. It, right. you know, I want you to support staff and that kind of stuff. All, mm. all that I ask and all that other business owners that do this stuff ask is just do it in droves as soon as you can again. You know, like 
we don't we don't expect no. anything in the meantime but just yeah. as, as soon as you can be back in bars as soon as you can be back at karaoke do it all the time as often yeah. as you can in in your in your limited window where yeah. you're allowed in there with yeah. eight other people <laughs> yeah yeah but do it you know if you get a window but do, do it. it yeah yeah 100 percent um well thank awesome. you so much for for being here and please keep us you know we're always looking to pass along new information to our listeners about what's happening, how small business uh, support is going for you. So keep us in the loop, man. Of course. And thank you for caring. And thank you for both being awesome and, oh my God. and doing this. As always, it was awesome talking to Tom. Uh, he's just, yeah, he's been through it all, Andrea. And we might just for fun have to do a little bonus mini-sode, like I said, of our karaoke tales. I mean, I would be super into that. I probably, I would probably want to um, also sing karaoke at the time, which I think, I think we can probably set up. I don't know, maybe, who knows? Well, uh, let, let, let's pick a date. I, I already have some top 10 karaoke stories of just me being terrible i might have an old table i can just break here at my house um definitely it's too bad i'm not in new york city anymore because uh post karaoke one night i was jumping and wrestling on a oh god i can't even say it a mattress that was in the street that someone had thrown (laughs) and we were so drunk we thought it was so funny we're like we're we're bed bugs. We're getting them. And we kept screaming it and people were walking by and taking pictures of us I'm, anyways. And if you guys have any fun karaoke stories, if you've ever worked at a karaoke bar, if you've ever had to bartend or serve, or even if you and your coworkers like descended on karaoke nights, like post shift, we want to, I want to hear about all these things. We're missing it big time. Thanks. All for right. Listening. Well, as yeah. always. Yeah. Godspeed and uh, good, good health. health.